feel like I've been here before. Grossy Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have the Packers name, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. It's going to be a long off-season, Grossy. And today, uh, I wanted to attempt to answer a very large question and also kind of make this the Packers regular season wrap-up episode. But that question is, what's next for the Packers? And... It's such a large question because, of course, the obvious and main focal point this offseason is going to be what is Aaron Rodgers going to do? Is he going to retire? Is he going to come back? Is he going to get traded? I don't think he's going to get traded. What do we do with Jordan Love? Then you start to look at our pending free agents. We have 16 of them. On top of that, you take a look at who's going to wind up having to be cut, who's going to have to be restructured. What can the Packers do to contend? Are they going to contend this year? Are they going to move to Jordan Love? All of these things are under the umbrella of what are the Packers going to do next. And I kind of just wanted to take this time to just present all of the questions the Green Bay Packers are going to have to answer this offseason. And then after all of that, what direction they may go in and how we can try to get back to where we were, you know, losing in the playoffs like a respected team and not in Week 18. So one of the things that happens at the end of every season, Aaron Rodgers has spoken about this, LaFleur, Goody, is that there's a finality to every season. While you may have a bulk of guys returning from one season to the next, there's always going to be a few that are no longer going to be on the team. And this offseason, the Packers have 16 pending free agents. And some of those big names include Adrian Amos, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard. You got Robert Tunyon, the big dog Mercedes Lewis. You got Mason Crosby, Keyshawn Nixon, Chris Barnes. Barnes and Yash Nyman, just to list a few of these guys. And while I do think that some of these guys will be back, like I don't see how you're going to allow Keyshawn Nixon to walk away, considering he is actually an all-pro. Congratulations to Keyshawn on that amazing accolade, and he has just been phenomenal this year when he was given an opportunity to be the return specialist. And I imagine they're going to try to bring a guy back like Chris Barnes, because he played well over the middle when he had Walker and Campbell there. Chris Barnes did play pretty darn well. And Yash Nyman, I think he's been kind of a staple He has gotten beat a bit this season, but let's see if he's going to wind up returning. But then there's the other big guys, like Adrian Amos, who I have loved as a safety on the Green Bay Packers. His play this year, really not so great. I wouldn't be surprised if they wind up letting him walk which means the Packers are going to have to address that secondary. And you already look at Darnell Savage, who played better at times during this season, but also has a ways to go. So the Packers may have to address safety. Of course, Randall Cobb, Aaron Rodgers' best friend, you know, that might come down to is Rodgers returning? If Rodgers doesn't return, then there's no way that Cobb's coming back because Goody literally went out and got Randall Cobb for Aaron Rodgers. And Randall Cobb, he did fine. He was targeted 50 times. He got 34 receptions for 417 yards and a touchdown. Was definitely clutch at times, but I just don't know if monetarily it makes sense to bring Randall Cobb back. You do talk about those locker room guys, and Randall Cobb is one of them in a very young wide receiver core in which you're going to have guys like Alan 
Alan Lazard, who we could talk about, who's likely gone. I said earlier this year that I don't think Alan Lazard is going to return. I don't think he wants to be in Green Bay anymore, and he could make more money in free agency. His post-game interview on Sunday after the Lions game seemed to confirm that, saying that this was his last game. I know you could kind of interpret that in different ways, but I just do not see Alan Lazard returning to this football team, so which means even if Randall Cobb does come back, they are going to have to address the wide receiver room. You do have a young talented roster at wide receiver. Of course, you have Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Samori Toure. You have those guys, but they are going to need somebody else. I imagine they are going to address that in the draft and maybe free agency, though I think they might just go for it in April. And then, of course, you have a guy like Mason Crosby, who has had an illustrious career as a Packer, had a really good season. Goody talked about that in his press conference today. I can see them bringing Mason Crosby back or giving him an offer. I just don't know. I mean, he just doesn't have the length anymore in terms of, like, kickoffs, and that's why they brought in more kickers. They have a lot of kickers on the roster right now. And unfortunately, I do think that's going to be kind of a career for Mason Crosby, who he is one of the GOATs. I love him so much. He is the definition of a Green Bay Packer, and if this is the end for him... You know, I wish him absolutely nothing but the best. And then you have what might be the position of most need in this upcoming draft, and that is tight end. Mercedes Lewis, he's been hanging around for quite some time. He's definitely a fantastic addition to the team as a blocker, as a veteran presence, but he's a free agent. Then you have Robert Tunyon. And Tunyon, listen, he was targeted 67 times, which is the most in his career this season. 53 receptions for 470 yards and two tutties. Obviously came back from a major injury that he suffered last season. But who knows if Tunyon is going to be back on this team. And right now, we might be sitting with literally almost no tight ends on the roster. So it is going to have to get addressed, whether you're bringing Robert Tunyon or Big Dog back or not. They're going to have to figure it out. This draft also has a pretty nice selection of tight ends. They have some great prospects. So this might be the time for the Packers to spend an early pick to go and get a tight end. And while they did do that recently with a third round pick with Josiah DeGuara, before that they did it with Jay Sternberger. And DeGuara is fine, don't get me wrong, and I want to see more of him. They are just going to need some depth there. And at the same time, DeGuara is not really the guy that is going to help you a ton in the passing game. He's not going to be that explosive guy. The Packers could have an opportunity to get one in April, and I imagine they might decide to take that. So just with these pending free agents, the Packers would need to address safety, wide receiver, and tight end. They already should be addressing offensive line. They already need to address pass rusher, because after Rashawn Gary went out, that pass rush went to absolute crap, and they need to get some depth there as well. Kingsley Enigbari did a nice job while Rashawn Gary was out, but again, you just need more there. So that's just to take a look at the short-term future and see what positions the Packers may try to target in the draft and or what guys they may try to bring back. But let's kind of look at this team as an overview and what they did in 2022. The defense has to be the absolute most disappointing part about this Packers team. The defense, a lot of people thought, including myself, that they were going to be an elite defense, top five, top 10. And it wasn't just people on the outside. It was also people within the organization as well. As I mentioned before, Brian Gutekunst did a big presser today in which he said he thought the defense would be so good that it would allow the offense to kind of you know, grow and make its way slowly throughout the season as the wide receivers, they get more experience and they kind of mature enough to the point where their offense is on the right track. That never really happened. So instead, what you got, you got a defense that was very meh. You got an offense that was very meh, and it led to a very slow 
terrible start to the season. Of course, they started three and one, but you had that week one blowout. Then they got closer and closer and closer. And then they went on a string of losing a bunch of games in a row to teams that they most definitely could have beaten. So the statement that has been echoed, not only on this show, but also from Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur, and Gutekunst, is that there just was not complimentary football this year. And you saw it. The defense, very middle of the road. They were 17th in points allowed, 26th in rushing yards allowed. So again, the run defense failed and they were 17th in passing yards allowed. So whether it was boneheaded mistakes, whether it was penalties, whether it was guys not executing, whether it was scheme, whether it was Joe Barry, there's a litany of issues. And that's kind of what Goody said. He said that it was whether because of injuries or what guys had going on. They just did not play up to their expectation and level. And I know a lot of people want to look at Joe Barry and say, hey, he's the problem. And I'm going to be very clear with you. I don't disagree. I think that Joe Barry right now is not the solution. However, that four-game winning streak that they went on, they had 12 turnovers on defense. And so that likely saved Joe Barry's job for this upcoming season. I know a lot of fans are not going to be happy about that. But if Joe Barry is staying on this team, you're going to have to see adjustments. And you're just going to have to put players in positions to succeed. Put Jair Alexander on Justin Jefferson. Look how well that worked out the second time. And listen, Jair Alexander named an All-Pro as well. Congratulations to him. He had some plays this year where he did not look great, where he did get beat. But Jair is still one of the better guys in that secondary, if not the best one in the secondary. So you got to kind of let them play. But the defense, very disappointing this season. And I think it really starts with identifying what the hell went wrong. The Packers have invested so much draft capital in that defense. They spent two first round picks this past draft, and it just hasn't amounted to anything that is really that impressive. So I know this offseason is for reflection, analysis, and kind of just seeing what went wrong. I hope they find their answer because right now it seems like the Packers are just kind of staying the course. And while there have been flashes and Rashawn Gary coming back at some point will be great for this team. At some point, you are going to have to see results there, especially after you made a major investment in it. And then taking a look at the offense, there wasn't anything super surprising except the run offense. That one was a little bit surprising here. The Packers, they were 14th in points, so right in the middle of the road, 15th in rushing, 17th in passing. I say not really surprising for the passing because young wide receiver group, they're going to spread the ball around. That was kind of the assumption heading into this year but we thought they would run the ball a lot more and they just didn't Aaron Jones obviously had that bad fumble against the Lions he had a five fumbles this season which really weren't great but Aaron Jones still showed that he is one of the best running backs in the NFL Goody said that they would love to bring him back Goody also said they're going to restructure just about everybody's contract and Aaron Jones has to be one of those people if he's even going to attempt to come back because they're just not going to pay that bulk of a contract this season But to give you an idea of what a rushing attack looked like this season, Aaron Jones had 213 rushes, which the most he had since 2019. Over 1,100 yards, had two touchdowns on the ground. And A.J. Dillon, 186 rushes, which is one less than last year, 770 yards and seven touchdowns on the ground. And just to kind of give you some context here, Aaron Jones was 15th in rushing attempts in the league. You had guys like Josh Jacobs, 340 attempts, Derrick Henry, 349 attempts, Nick Chubb, 302 attempts, and then you have Aaron Jones all the way down there at 213 attempts. I know that he's dealt with injuries. I know that you're trying to preserve him. You do have two running backs, but... I mean, 
what the hell, man? Like, at some point, you have to give the ball to one of your best, if not your best guy on offense. And that is Aaron Jones. He's so elusive. He's so talented. And he shows that he could just make plays. And just their unwillingness to give him the ball at times was very, very frustrating. However, a big however here. You look at the Lions game, and this is where I think you see some bigger problems. The Lions game. The Lions were daring Aaron Rodgers to throw the football. They were stacking the box. They were prepping against the run. And that's why the rushing attack really didn't work. And when they did hand it off, it wasn't that effective. So they said, hey, Aaron Rodgers, throw the ball. And we know how that ended. You saw a lot of the same coverages utilized against the Packers that would have never been utilized in years past, not just because of scheme changes and kind of mentality in the NFL, but more because you had the reigning, defending, back-to-back MVP back there, Aaron Rodgers, and he would just slice them up. And you just did not see that this season. Teams were not afraid of Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, whether that was because wide receivers were still developing, whether that was because we had injuries amongst the O-line. Goody was asked that exact same question. Why was there a decline in production for Aaron Rodgers this season? He talked about the thumb injury. He talked about the developing wide receivers. He talked about the injuries on the O-line. And of course, there's a bit of Aaron Rodgers being a problem himself. Rodgers this year, 350 for 542, 64.6% completion rating, 3,695 yards, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, which is the most he's had since his first season as a starter back in 2008. And yeah, this was not a great season for Aaron Rodgers. Never threw for 300 yards in a game. But I don't want to take that stat and make that the focal point because as I said before this season started, They shouldn't have to. It shouldn't have to be Aaron Rodgers playing hero ball and bailing them out of situations. You should just be able to have a very balanced offense who happens to have the back-to-back reigning MVP back there. That's what they should have done. And it just seemed that for way too long this season, they were scheming for a team that was not on the field. They were scheming for a team that they had in the past, and they just couldn't do it. And whether it's forcing balls to Alan Lazard, Devontae Adams in the past, or Christian Watson this season— it was just mind-numbingly frustrating because it just seemed the play calling was off. The execution was definitely not there. And Aaron Rodgers plays a part in this. And I know that you cannot go on the internet today in 2023 and talk about Aaron Rodgers without picking a side. Because if you praise him, you're a homer. If you criticize him, you're a hater. And the point is, is that it's in the middle. Aaron Rodgers did not have a great season in Aaron Rodgers standards. And you can call that out and say, hey, he is part of the problem while also saying he also made amazing throws. He did have injuries. He did have developing wide receivers. He did have O-lines that were constantly shifting. Those all, it all could be true at the same exact time. The thing is, and the question that Goody needs to answer, is Aaron Rodgers still best for the Green Bay Packers right now? And that, my friends, is the ultimate question because watching this presser was frustrating because you do have the big elephant in the room, and that is Jordan Love. Now, it's the end of his third season. He's been on the bench this entire time. He played a little bit against Philadelphia in which he looked good. But we do not know what we have in Jordan Love. Brian Gutekunst came out today and said he's chomping at the bit to play. He's ready to play. And he would feel confident in him winning games if he had to play this past season. But the Packers seem to still believe that Aaron Rodgers is their best chance to win a championship right now. And that is where all this debate really comes down to. Because if we're just taking Goody for what he's saying right now, the Packers seem to be rolling with the mentality that they are still in contention for a Super Bowl. 
And to do so, their best chance to win that Super Bowl is with Aaron Rodgers. I agree with Aaron Rodgers being the best chance to win a Super Bowl next year over Jordan Love rather than try to go through like a mini rebuild or what have you. Aaron Rodgers already expressed that he did not want to go through a rebuild. But I think it's very logical to question that underlying idea of are the Packers championship contenders right now? Because based on their stats and based on how they played, you saw flashes but they are a very in-the-middle-of-the-road team. Hell, the Lions, they finished in second place in the North. And the North is just going to get better. I think the Lions are going to be a better football team. The Bears have a ton of resources and capital heading their way. So it's just going to get harder and harder to make the postseason. And I'm not saying give up or throw in the towel or anything like that. So much so that I agreed with playing Aaron Rodgers until they were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. They went on that four-game winning streak, and that looked really good, where you saw the flashes of what this team could be when they played complementary football. However, at the end of the day, they didn't make it, one. And when you're starting over from scratch next season and trying to figure out who's going to be on this team, what the identity of your team is going to be, can the Packers win a championship in 2023 with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback? And there's arguments for both sides. You look at the defense, that's not giving me a ton of optimism and expectations, but you look at guys like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs coming into their second year, that could be helpful. You'll see more production out of them. But at the same time, you had Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon back there, and we didn't utilize them to the fullest. So the Packers seem to be on this stay the course, stay the path kind of mentality. Not a ton of changes. Goody said, we'd love to bring all these guys back. Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, come on down. Sorry, Jordan Love, we know that you're ready, but we're going to do the best for the team. So if we claim your fifth-year option, you're sitting for at least one more year. And it's kind of just like shutting out all the noise and go, can we hoist a Lombardi in February of 2024 with Aaron Rodgers? And that that is a very, very tough question. Could they? Sure. You just have to make it to the playoffs. You just got to make it to the dance. Anything is possible. But I am going to tell you, it is going to get harder within our own division. I think the NFC should be a bit better than it was this year. And so it, it is not going to be an easy thing to do. And these problems that found their way into this squad this year are still likely going to be there, whether it is the play calling, whether it is going to be the player execution, whether it's the red zone offense just being garbage. The Packers need to look at all the issues that were prevalent this season and really take a step back and go, these can be fixed. This is how this is fixed. And then we move forward. Because this defense has a long way to go until it is elite. I mean, just looking at the pass rush alone, we had 32 sacks this season. The Eagles, who were the league high, they had 70. So they more than doubled us. And considering how much of an investment we put into that defense, that is very frustrating. Considering the scheme that Joe Barry is calling at times is incredibly frustrating. And we're playing off receivers when they just need three yards and we're playing five yards off of them. It doesn't make any sense. And that's just that side of the ball. You still have Aaron Rodgers who can be very great, but the consistency has definitely declined. I don't know how you can argue that he can make those deep throws but he also makes bad throws and just the godlike Aaron Rodgers that he was it's just not all there anymore and that's fine these guys pushing the guy's about to be 40 years old it makes a lot of sense it's not criticizing him but it's also taking a good hard look in the mirror and saying is this what we need right now are the Packers Super Bowl contenders this team this year did not look like it if you roll out there with a similar squad next year 
is it going to be the same result? I kind of think yes. And so the only other option is, okay, well, you start Jordan Love and you kind of go through a mini rebuild here and see what you can do. Now, the Packers seem to be fighting against that very, very hard. And of course, this is just the stuff on the surface. You all look at Jordan Love's contract, Aaron Rodgers' contract. It just makes this stuff even more complicated. A big shout out to Ken Ingles, but look at Aaron Rodgers' contract right now. If he retires this season, the Packers are still going to take a $40 million cap hit. And it's not new money and you can't make it go away. That You're paying that money. Even if you trade them, you're paying the $40 million because that was from restructures, old money, guarantees, etc. And now it's time to pay the piper. And that's the cheap version of it. Because if you go into next year, if he retires after that, it's $68.2 million. If you go another year after that in 2024, it's $76.8 million. So it just gets worse. So it would make sense financially for the Packers to move on from Aaron Rodgers. But again, if we're running with the logic that they're saying the window is still slightly open, we got to pry it open as long as we possibly can. Well, then Aaron Rodgers isn't going to go anywhere, and that number's just going to get bigger. Now, you could reduce the hurt a little bit this year. If he retires with a post-June 1st designation, you can spread out the hit, so it'd be like $15.8 million this year, and it'd be $24.4 million next season, which makes it a little bit better. But again, all this comes down to is, does Aaron Rodgers even want to play? We're talking about all these hypotheticals as if like, oh yeah, well, you know, if the Packers want him back, the Packers seem to want him back. But does Aaron Rodgers want to come back and play football? That's what we're all waiting for. He said that he could walk away from that kind of money because he's due a big payday next season, but also said that he was intrigued by the development of guys like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. So it is a total flip of the coin right now. I have no idea if he's going to come back. I'm leaning towards he is going to come back for one final season. The question is, is that the right move for the Green Bay Packers? Because at the end of the day, that's Brian Gutekunst's main job, right? What is best for the Green Bay Packers? And to be completely honest with you, they're going to have holes to fill of guys like Alan Lazard leaving. You are going to have to replace him. And it's with blocking, but it's also for production. Alan Lazard was targeted 100 times this season, and his previous numbers, 52 targets, 46 targets, and 60 targets. Caught 60 for 788 yards and six touchdowns. It's the most targets, yards, and receptions that he has ever had in a season. The ball needs to go to somewhere else. And you might think, oh, it's going to go to Christian Watson. but And that's all well and good, and that's fine. He's explosive with it, and I can't wait to see Christian Watson develop. But are you also going to have a QB that's going to force the ball to him, and he's just going to become the new Devontae Adams? Bagudi said in his press conference that they made a really big commitment to Aaron Rodgers in the offseason last year, and it wasn't just for this year. When I spoke to Mark Murphy, he said, listen, they gave him a big contract. But at the end of the day, it's year to year because it's up to Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers says he doesn't want to hold the franchise hostage or anything like that. And I believe him. I don't think that he wants to. He's going through a process. He has been doing that the past couple of off seasons. And now we're here. And it just seems like the Green Bay Packers want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to have both Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers on the roster. He complimented how good they are in the QB room, but also admitted that Jordan Love is ready to play and wants to play. Now, Jordan Love might come out and say, I want to get traded, and the Packers might be like, sorry, you're not going to get traded, and potentially just burn that bridge and keep him on the team, because if they claim his fifth-year option, he's going to be on the team for another two years because that fifth-year option is fully guaranteed money. So you might just see Jordan Love as the starting quarterback in 2024 in a contract year, and that's also the first full year that we actually see 
if he can play. Because Goody can praise Jordan Love all he wants, but then he says things like, oh, well, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers, one, and two, you'd never seen the guy play 16, 17 games, which is all very, very true. But again, the underlying principle is what's best for the Green Bay Packers right now? Of course, Super Bowl is what everybody wants. But at the end of the day, you really have to take a cold, hard look in the mirror and say, can the Packers win a Super Bowl this upcoming season? Truly, forget about who their QB is. With everyone around them and the way that you played this year, can you get to a level where you are contending for the Lombardi? And if the answer is no, then it kind of doesn't matter who you have back there at QB. Aaron Rodgers definitely helps. Aaron Rodgers going to probably play better than Jordan Love's what would be like technically rookie year actually starting. But that doesn't mean that that's the best thing for the Green Bay Packers. And so here we are again, a long offseason ahead of us and a lot of questions. And eventually they're going to have to get answered because we can kick the can down the road as much as we want. But at the end of the day, there are going to be consequences. And we'll just kind of see what those are. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. You know, I saw me at TomGrossCommit.com or TomGrossCommit, all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossCommit and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grossi. And as always, go Pack Go. <laughs>